here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Robin McCarron. Should we begin with the puking, or should we begin with the topics that will change the face of WWE forever? Jeff Hawkins. We are not here to talk about Curtis Hughes. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Nobody's listening for hockey talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Shake Them Ropes episode 156. 156 episodes, Jeff Hawkins. Uh, Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins uh, to this way on the old video. Uh, welcome, everybody, for joining us live here on the uh, Money in the Bank post show. And, of course, there's a lot to talk about. Jeff Hawkins will surely at some point bring up the fact that he uh, called most of this pay-per-view. I will not, actually. Thankfully. Good. Good. That's good, because <laughs> I would have had to bring up all the things that you got wrong on this okay. pay-per-view. You're lucky I didn't go undefeated or, or go perfect. Otherwise, I would have been incorrigible. Yes, no, you I'm would not. have been, and that would have been very bad. <laughs> very bad for all of us. But, uh, yeah, we have a lot to go through. We have a new world champion, and then we have another new world champion. World champion. Uh, so uh, that, I and to think, I was going to start the show with John Cena and AJ Styles. And that ain't happening anymore. That is not happening. We're going to start with this uh, Money in the Bank, the new WWE linear heavyweight champion of the world. (laughs) Dean Ambrose uh, wins the Money in the Bank batch, cashes in the Money in the Bank contract tonight, which you suspected might happen. You did suspect that this uh, this could happen if Dean Ambrose was the winner of the Money in the Bank match. You, however, did not go. You hedged a little bit. You predicted Kevin Owens to win the Money in the Bank and that not not all to happen. Uh, so go ahead and let us know your theory into why this was going to happen. I know you talked about it a little bit of our pre-show, but explain again to those who may not have taken it seriously because who would have thought it would have happened? Like even you didn't think it was going to happen. So what was the thought process going behind that? If Dean Ambrose wins, why did he have to cash in tonight? I actually thought he'd cash in much earlier. I thought he'd cash in before the match. I thought the money in the bank match was going to be first. And then if Dean Ambrose won it, he'd cash in later that night to make it a three-way. So I got this wrong in terms of the timing. Of, but mm-hmm. I thought that they'd pay off. See, that that whole angle on Monday was either a red herring or it wasn't. And as soon as it wasn't a red herring, yeah. it was going to come true. It was you either know, a red herring well, or it you know, wasn't. I, well, I mean, it wasn't going to be a drawn-out angle. Right. Yeah. They were they were going to get it done sooner than later rather than than draw it out because I was the the way this match was built and the way commentary was putting it over was so weird for me. What about you? Um it was it was different but, because we didn't because expect it. It. The, it was the story of whether or not Seth Rollins right. was fully 100% and you're like the okay. whole the whole angle was he was he was rebuilt. And he's uh-huh. coming back and he's 100%. And then you question whether he's 100%, which I can understand because he's coming back. It's his first match, even though there wasn't a lot of questioning whether John Cena was 100%, but a few times. Uh, it was an interesting dynamic because they certainly played up the Roman Reigns. Um, 
he wasn't so much a heel. He was doing what Roman Reigns always does, but Seth Rollins was playing ultra babyface for much of this oh, match. And he was coming off as a heel with all the smack talking. That's true. He was doing that. He was, but but also that's the same Roman Reigns we've been wanting more of, right? Where he's actually himself in the ring and he's doing that cocky stuff. So he's not maybe full heel, but he is being... Uh, it, it's very interesting with this happening now with the brand split looming a month from now. Mm -hmm. uh, because now you legitimately have John Cena there in the top picture. You have AJ Styles still hanging around him. But in the world title picture on the top, you now have Dean Ambrose. You have Roman Reigns. You have Seth Rollins. Uh, Roman Reigns coming out of this as like the bad guy. Dean Ambrose, obviously the hero and Seth Rollins. We don't know. Seth Rollins very well could be like, I got screwed again. I, I, you know, I, this is the first time I lose it and I lose it to a money in the bank cash in against Dean Ambrose. You, you know, it's not just that it's Roman Reigns comes out as a guy who can't hold on to the belt more than a month and a half. He's a loser. He's, he's, he's a, he's a loser. Big, he was a big loser tonight. Yeah. Ambrose who needed to go away. For about four months. So he could be rebuilt. Yeah. That's the thing is he is a clown right now that has the belt. Mm -hmm. and, and and JBL's commentary isn't helping, to be honest with you. His, his commentary is not helping, but the way that Ambrose has been presented the, the past since since actually since the shield broke up, let, let's face it, since the shield broke up, Dean Ambrose has been a clown. A prop comic, a guy who never wins a, a, a feud, and now he's the champion. Right. So, whole bunch of props. All, now, all, now all his I, prop. All I can think. All I can think of now is transition. Who's yeah. he transitioning the belt to? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go too far ahead because there's a lot to dissect here tonight. Um, even though I was the one who asked you about looking ahead, I understand the <laughs> irony there. I understand that. Um, <laughs> now Dean Ambrose's prop. It's not like he's done with props. Dean Ambrose's no. prop is the world title belt. That's his but prop. He has, no, he has no championship credibility, though. That's the thing. No. That's a weird thing. So but, it's well, like a lot of champions who have you know won Money in the Bank don't. CM Punk yeah. won his first title and he had no credibility, right. Right. No, and he didn't is, win it until the second time. You're right. This is the classic toe in the water, half-hearted. He's the champion, but he's not the main event guy type of push. Yeah. Well, what yeah. is What's interesting also is the fact that I was seeing immediate reaction on Twitter and you can follow us on Twitter at shake them ropes. We'll be monitoring the, uh, the Twitter account tonight. We'll be monitoring the live chat room. If you're listening at voices of slash YouTube, uh, there is a live chat there. So come on and join the fun as we uh, talk about money in the bank. Um, a lot of the reaction I was seeing on Twitter right away was I can't believe they finally pulled the trigger on Dean Ambrose and I don't want to be here. And, you know, poo-pooing this party. I don't want to be the, the, I don't want to be peeing on everybody's parade here. This doesn't necessarily mean they're pulling the trigger with Dean, right? I mean, no. for all we know, he could lose it on Raw the next night or he can lose it at Battleground. And they just use this as a storytelling device. Maybe this is the storytelling device for the split that eventually happens. And mm. somehow one, you know, Dean Ambrose maybe goes to SmackDown and Seth Rollins and Roman go to Raw or something like that. Um, if this is the pulling of the trigger on Dean Ambrose, that's great. There was one line during the show and let me know if you, uh, if you caught this Jeff or it made any resonation or maybe it doesn't matter at all. When they, when Dean Ambrose was at money in the bank. Okay. JBL constantly talking about how WWE would not want him to be their corporate guy. You know, how is Dean Ambrose going to go on the today show? How is Dean Ambrose going to go on Jimmy Fallon? Uh, this is the exact 
situation of uh, Steve Austin when he was the champion, trying to move him into the corporate champion. And I was thinking, like, if they're going to start some some narrative like this, could it be possible that they're playing up Dean Ambrose as like a more Steve Austin like, you know, not going to listen to what the bosses say? As a champion, because he's done this before, but now as a champion, could they be moving in that type of direction? And maybe this is going to be a more long-term thing for Dean Ambrose as the champ. It's possible he could be the uh, corporate stooge. It could also be possible that the authority decides that since Seth can't get the job done, they bring in Randy Orton. Those are Mm -hmm. the two things I was thinking right there. Yeah, I'm just, I'm I'm wondering about this, uh, this Dean Ambrose situation, but he is the new world champion. Dean Ambrose is the new world champion. Seth Rollins... Mm -hmm. Defeats Roman Reigns after a lengthy match. This pay-per-view didn't go off the air until 11.23 Eastern time. So 23 minutes longer than what your traditional pay-per-view window is. And we're going to start seeing more of this. We're gonna, we've are gonna we seen it before. We saw, I can't remember which pay-per-view it was. WrestleMania went Oh, that's right. After. That's right. <laughs> WrestleMania went late. Um, so we're going to start seeing more of this, especially because they just stop caring about pay-per-view and just completely focus on the WWE network. It's like our network. We don't have to worry about what pay-per-view is going to do. And pay-per-view usually sets in an extra half hour. Anyway, they usually have the extra half hour block. Uh, it didn't used to be that way. You know, the famous Halloween havoc miss, uh, misstep with DDP and Goldberg. It wasn't, it wasn't like that, but now with digital pay-per-view, uh, you do get that extra half hour block in some cases. I don't know. I haven't looked recently, so maybe that's even changed. Okay. I thought you had to be off the air five minutes before the actual, Stop. Yeah, but now the whole game's changing, Jeff. The I whole know. game's changing with this network. Yes, now, now they're going to be killing my sleep even more, so it'll be great. I know. <laughs> it, it's absolutely insane. But hey, um, God, now I, uh, yeah, Dean Ambrose, man, just the world champion. But he is the new WWE Linear Champion. That's true. Follow at WWE Linear. You can find out if wrestling was real like boxing, LOL. You can find out the Linear Heavyweight Champions. Um. Anything of note in the match itself? Because we talked about a little uh, about how the match is weird. Yeah. But I, I think this really does just set up the future, what they're going to do with Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns. And I don't know if all three of them are going to be paired together. Like, I have to think that, you know, one one of these guys is getting broken away. And it, it may very well be Dean Ambrose, the champion. Will a crowd ever be hot for Roman Reigns in a match again? Without turning him heel. Yeah. Well, without turning him heel, no. Because okay. now that's the thing. Why am I yeah. cheering you? You're a constant loser. You lose I, to everybody. Yeah. I and just don't want to go. I don't I don't want to go like the Wade Keller route. Where, well, he has to have a heel run and then his face run will be better. I don't think his face run will be better after a heel run. He doesn't have really to have. I, I, think I don't it, think that either. No. Yeah, but if you're judging by history and it's a it's a rough history and it's The Rock. Roman Reigns is not The Rock. No. But this worked for him. And it worked for CM Punk. CM Punk's best face run came after his best heel run. Yes. So it works for some guys. But also, Roman Reigns is not CM Punk, and Roman Reigns is not. He, hell, he ain't even Bray Wyatt. What is the, what is the sum total of his title reigns? Um, well, this one obviously was the longest. I mean, he's, yeah. it, it was six months. Though. Well, no, it was what? When was WrestleMania? April 1st to, because uh, he lost at the Royal Rumble. So this is a month and a half. Yeah. Oh, God. That's his longest title I can't. Reign. I can't believe WrestleMania is only a month and a half ago. Oh, yeah. No, two and a half months. Two and a half months. Beginning of April, May, and June. Two and a half months. That's how calendars work, Jeff. I, I it's, was told there'd be no math. It's true. That, that's how the calendars work. Uh, so I want to thank everyone who's joining us now. Take two. 
some of you in the chat room got to see our little struggle of you got to see some empty wall behind here. You, you got to see, see some struggle. It's 100 degrees in the valley here, and I have my air conditioner off because Rob complains about the audio. That's a struggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice crisp 79 here right now. Up yours. It, it might even be up to like 84 in this room. Sipping on ice water, trying to keep cool. Yeah, you should. You should sip on it, rub it all over your uh, your thing there. We would I be my my evolve T-shirt. Your yes. evolve T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, your evolve <laughs> T-shirt. But I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by MacWeldon.com. MacWeldon.com. Use promo code VOW for twenty percent off your first order right now. I know Father's Day is coming past, so if you were shopping for Father's Day, it's too late. If you didn't get anything. Go call your father tomorrow and be like, I'm sorry, bro. I didn't know it was Father's Day. It was my mistake. There was too much happening today. There was basketball. Go Cleveland. Cleveland won the final. Now LeBron can go back to the Miami Heat. We got Cubs Pirates today. We got USGA Golf. We got the US Open, which ended in all kinds of havoc. And we got the what well, we got this money in the bank show. We had New Japan Dominion today. There was a lot going on. So I understand if you forgot about your father, but visit MacWeldon.com. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. And you can get 20% off your best. <laughs> it's better than what you're wearing with your Evolve shirt. No shot at Evolve. No, no, Evolve's no, great. I'm not, I'm not laughing at Mac Weldon. I'm laughing at that. So if you forgot about your father today. Some people may have, and I'm not necessarily talking by experience, but some people may have. You know, Mother's Day is uh, is more widely regarded than yes. Father's Day, is it not? Yes, it yeah. is, and they, they, get, they get the better gifts. So go well, buy not some. even better gifts, but it comes first. Everyone knows what day. I mean, you start hearing about Mother's Day two, three months in advance. Like, it was January this year. Christmas has just ended, and I'm like, oh, I already got to start thinking about Mother's Day. Whereas Father's Day is like it's Saturday. You know tomorrow's Father's Day? Oh, I had no idea. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Upgrade your wardrobe this summer at MacWeldon.com. Save 20% off your first order with promo code VOW. Do it now. Mac Weldon, thank you for sponsoring this podcast that has already broken once, and we hope not to break it again. Jeff, Rusev and Titus, obviously the second most important match <laughs> on this show. Uh, I did not actually realize, and maybe I should have, maybe this is just me uh, completely going nuts here in the summer. I didn't fully realize... The fact that, okay, today was Father's Day. Titus O'Neil, the father of the year, gets the U.S. championship match on Father's Day. And Rusev just crushes fathers everywhere. Oh, yeah. Crushes them dead. In front of their children. I, I forgot about the match, to be honest with you. I go, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's that match that's still there. Because someone had tweeted, well, I guess there's no cooldown match this time. So I'm like, oh, yeah, they're right. There it is. It's the three main event. And then, and then Rusev and Tyus O'Neal come out. I went, oh, yeah, yep. that. Oh, yeah, this match is happening. Yeah. Well, well, you can put matches like that. You can move Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler to the main show. You can move Apollo Crews and Sheamus to the main show. When you're going to go for three and a half hours, go for three and a half hours. Why don't you? Mm. So you can do all that. Uh, let's start at the beginning. I, I want to get your thoughts on this pre-show because we did have the pre-show card shuffled around a little bit. We had Breezango, Tyler Breeze mm-hmm. and Fandango going up against Golden Truth. And the story here was Golden Truth played around with their tanning bed that they had to tan in at the same time, turning it up high. They were sunburnt today and sunburns hurt, man. They do. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of you out there in the summer, if you've been spending time at lakes or beaches or what, just outside, you know that sunburns hurt. 
Have so, you ever seen Rob McCarron sunburn, which he did a I, video once when you were sunburned and yes. you got sunscreen on your bald head. Yeah. Or balding I've, head. I've been sunburned. Yes. I've been sunburned on this mm. very show. It's out there. I'm not sunburned now. Uh, thankfully. No. And, and sunburns hurt me a lot because like, you know, I don't have a lot of shielding mm. on the top. I don't have, yeah. a, I don't have a ton of shielding. Um, but they built this entire match around the sunburn. They, they built the entire thing around the sunburn. I thought it was fun that like the people weren't in the building yet. This was a 7:20 p.m. You know, 40 minutes before Money in the Bank actually starts. And I thought it was harmless fun. It was easy to put on the pre-show. I would have liked them to have a tighter schedule and maybe keep the pre-show the way it was, and then keep the main show the way it was. But for what it's worth, what we got: Breezango, Golden Truth, perfectly fine, and the big payoff. This was the big payoff to like a month-long angle. Not even a month, like five months. Of Golden Truth teaming up, not teaming up, teaming back up, fighting Breeze and Fandango, and finally getting a win. And they celebrated. It was like the biggest moment of each of their careers. Yeah, but it also kills off Fandango and Tyler Breeze of any moment. It kills them off because all the momentum they had. Well, I'm not saying they had momentum, but... You are. You're saying it killed off. So if they had it and it was killed... If they had any, which they were starting to get a little bit in this feud... Um, I, you know what? All I saw was what the recap was because I was, I was driving home. So I, I will didn't tell you, watch the pre-show. I will tell you, there's probably, the there's probably a ton of people out there that like, why, why is this on the pre-show? Why did this match have to exist? It was harmless fun and Las Vegas kind of enjoyed it. It's fine. It's fine. It's a fine match to put on. It's the comedy match. Let's move on. Unfortunately, now I think we're going to have to see more Golden Truth videos as they move on to another feud. Probably. We're probably going to see and, it. Uh, and they're calling superstars from the past because they can't build up Brizongo. So there you go. You want to have that's some names. I, that's why I'm mad about it. That's yeah. why I'm, yeah. I'm pissed. The, like, let, let's not build the guys we have. Let's call these 40-something-year-old guys and bring them in because they know how to work the style and they understand sports entertainment. Yeah, the last time we had the rumor about bringing in guys was when Raw went three hours, and guess who was brought in? Nobody. Yeah. Okay. So what happens? Let's let's speculate. Sometimes recklessly. Uh, mm-hmm. The other pre-show match was the Dudley Boys losing to the Lucha Dragons. Callisto getting the win. Callisto has gone nowhere. All these teams like this pre-show was really like an episode of Superstars. It was, mm-hmm. which is fine. It's WWE Network exclusive. Yeah. Um, but Callisto continues to be on his, uh, you know, did I actually hold the U.S. Championship or am I dreaming? Tour. This guy was the okay. U.S. Champion like last month. Big deal. It's a mid-card title. Doesn't matter. Well, Rusev is making it a big deal. Okay. Rusev Good. is starting to make it a big deal. He really is. I'm I'm on board on this Rusev train. That was was, just, it, was this match just basically standard tag team? Fair oh yeah, no. It was okay. it was Bubba Ray being a bully, them being a bully on the smaller guys, and Callisto getting the win at the end. Yeah, I pretty was, pretty I, basic I stuff. Was, I was stuck watching uh, an all Asian version of Lakaja fall, so I was driving home. Yeah. Right. As that was happening. Okay. Thanks everyone for joining the uh, chat. You can subscribe to the channel, hit that thumbs up button. It would be very appreciative of us, uh, from us of you. If you hit that thumbs up button to like this video, which is, uh, just a train wreck of train wrecks so far with us, not even being <laughs> a part of the video for a minute. Uh, Baron Corbin. No, we're not there yet. We're at the four way fatal four way tag team championship match. You had mm-hmm. thought the New Day was going to win this going in. I don't, I don't even remember who I had. I, I, this was the match that was unpredictable to me. Like, any one of these four teams could win it. 
at one point, I thought the VOD villains were going to win it. And you could listen to the crowd. The one team, there was a point in this match where the VOD villains were the only ones in with Enzo. And I thought that might have been it because everyone was cleared out. And I'm listening to the crowd and the VOD villains were the only ones the crowd would not have accepted as winning. They yeah. still not won over everyone completely. Their entrance is growing on me as far as a main roster entrance. They've lightened it up a little bit. They've gotten the, the little suits and whatnot. I it's like them the okay. Singing. It's the singing. Well, the singing's got to stop. The singing's yeah. got to stop. No, on, on our show last week, I said I thought Enzo and Cass would win it, and then I changed my mind when I wrote the preview because I forgot they were putting over the record. And once you mention the record on TV, they're going to break and it. And they, so they, they did they mention it tonight. Yeah. yeah, you can't they have, have Brian Kendrick and Paul London as your record holders. No. Nope. Same way you couldn't have AJ Lee as your Divas Champion record holder. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Couldn't do it anymore. So the New Day do win. Uh, everyone looks pretty good in this match. What happened at the end, though, like this mm-hmm. was the match where you really did see the best of Enzo and Cass, but at the same time, you saw the worst of Enzo yeah. and Cass because you saw how they can captivate a crowd. You saw how Big Cass can come in with his hot tag and just light the place on fire. But you also saw Enzo Amori not being able to do anything in the ring, like just looking out of place and uncomfortable and also as a team, the timing of those two was not very good. And it really came into play at the finish because that t- that finish was so mistimed that Luke Gallows was just staring at Carl Anderson being up for the big ending for a minute before Big Cass finally came in to take him out, which I'm sure was a planned spot. There was no there was no alleviation. There was no deviation from what they were planning to do because it was just time was standing still. And that's yeah, where that- you see the worst of Big Cass and Enzo. Yeah, the, the end made no sense because why would Cass bypass the two legal men to go after Gallows? And and that, for me, threw me off. And, I, and you know, it, it lowered the match for me overall. And I'm not I'm not lowering it like it was four stars and now it was three stars. Like, I don't, it took me out of it. I was yeah, enjoying I this match. Yeah. And I'm just, instead of watching and seeing what's going to happen next, I'm staring at it. I'm like, well, why is that guy just standing there? Why is Big Cass coming in, not attacking the two legal men? Who are the yeah. legal men? Because the legal man didn't end up getting pinned at this at the end of this yeah, match. Like the, like the visual of Big E picking up Anderson was great. I thought that was really really cool. And the double it, team it, was cool. Yeah, yeah. It was just it was just, and then all of a sudden Cass comes in, looks at the two of them <laughs> after he's had him on his shoulder for about fifteen seconds. It just, just goes after time. another guy, and you're just like, wow, okay, fine. It was just a long time. It was a long time, but they ended up, uh, they ended up, you know, getting the tag team win. The new day are the tag team champions still. And, uh, we move along because you this... need, you need to build a division now, I guess, because <sighs> they've beaten all three well, of that's them. What or, I'm wondering. Or do you build up or do you build up the bullet club now? Or well, the club? in a month, we're going to have all these guys on different shows. This okay. is really a weird, it's a lame duck month because mm. any storyline that happens now won't have momentum unless the the same program gets moved to the same show. Yeah. If you have a new day vaude villains feud, they have to go on to the same show or else it's a one month thing. And I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see some one month programs going into battleground that just are done in one month. And you may get your vaude villains tag team shot again. Same thing they did last month at extreme rules. You mm. may see, you may see a one month program here throughout the show. Worse ending. Uh, this one or worse blown kind of delayed spot this or that natty to Becky Lynch tag where natty is just got a crawling in place for about Mm. 10 seconds waiting for, I think it's Dana Brooke. There were some, there were some blown stuff. (laughs) There were some blown stuff in this show. 
but you know it i think the good far outweighed yeah the negative overall oh, yeah. especially no, when you overall, end the show overall it was a fun pay-per-view don't get me wrong on that right just, just being nitpicky right now yeah when you end a show the way they ended this show because that'll be a moment that thing that you go back and watch you go back and watch that moment of uh of seth rollins winning and then Dean Matt Ambrose Luke. cashing in. Cashins are Matt, cool, man. Now if they pull a Zack Ryder tomorrow and take the belt off of him. But this is a little bit higher profile. Okay. A little bit higher profile. I trust that they won't do something like that. But cashins are cool. Cashins are moments that you'll yeah. go back and watch. You really will. Um, what was cool, too, in that opening, the New Day come out on the microphone. And they reference the Elite. They yeah. mock kind of the club and reference the elite. Like they're the elite tag team. And we, we may sometimes undervalue just how exposed the bullet club is. And the elite is not like it's been taking over the U S the, uh, the elite as a trio, the young bucks and Kenny Omega have been taking over lately new Japan pro wrestling, but it's not like they themselves are these are this big faction in U S pro wrestling outside of ring of honor. And even there, Kenny Omega is not there all the time. When the New Day yeah. referenced the Elite on this show in Las Vegas in a T-Mobile arena, mm -hmm. the crowd gasped. Like, they ex immediately got the reference. They immediately knew that the Elite was in reference to the club and that it was a shot at them. Like, they gasped, and I was stunned at that. Mm -hmm. Like, I can hear, I, you can hear some cheering here and there and a couple of hand claps, but they, that collective Los Angeles or Las Vegas arena gasped. I didn't think too much of it because of the Twitter back and forth between the two groups. Yeah, but you're expecting 20,000 people in the T-Mobile arena to no, all know no, the not. beef about the, the Twitter? I didn't hear the gasp. I'm not. Oh, there was a Am I wrong here? People in the chat room tell me or at Shake Them Ropes if I'm wrong. I was um, also on my phone okay, watching. Okay, that may be it. So. There were times during the show where I was on my phone because I was watching Game 7 of the NBA Finals. I was watching a little bit of the Cubs-Pirates. So I was I had, driving. I was driving home during this. You match, were so you were driving home. Everybody. Yes, you were driving home. Of course, but yeah, no, I I heard a gasp. They got a gasp from that crowd, I, and I you don't get you gasps can. like that very okay. often. Uh, so that was a cool moment. I I liked that tag match until that ending just completely took me out of it. Yeah, completely took me out of it. I agree. It was it was, and you know what, Enzo is. It, it's almost a weird uh, listening to them on, I think it was either Jericho or Austin's podcast where, where Enzo goes, I know my role is to get beat up and never get any offense in. And then to yeah. tag in cast, he is I don't think he's ever gotten an off. He, oh no, he got a DDT in. And I think he got a couple of moves in before he got killed again. But yeah, no, he rarely gets offense in Everything is just to feed cast for a hot right. tag. It's right. a fascinating dynamic. Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler. Okay. <laughs> Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler, uh, it's it's like we're seeing the Apollo Crews Sheamus feud reversed. Sheamus being the vet, all right, the bad guy vet. Apollo Crews being the feisty newcomer, mm. wherein with Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler's the feisty vet. Baron Corbin is the newcomer here. But he's not trying to slip on a banana peel to beat Dolph Ziggler. He's trying to go fight him. Yeah. Whereas Apollo Crews is the guy getting a win over Sheamus by kind of just one-upping the veteran. And it's a little bit in uh, reverse. I just, what's, what about the dynamic of Apollo Crews getting a win? And we'll talk about Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, even though it was a nothing match. I didn't really think anything of it, and it's finally over. But that finish of Apollo Crews and Sheamus, I guess, is what I really want to talk about. 
because it was it weird. was terrible it was it, terrible you have Apo- what it was. apollo Crew. yeah seamus is just like i'm beating him up so bad whatever whatever and apollo crew and he loses his focus apollo cruz just uses that capitalizing you can call it smart you can call it uh, capitalizing on a mistake but I, I just feel like Apollo Crews should be more than that. And maybe we shouldn't yeah. feel like that anymore after the last couple of months of Apollo Crews on TV. No, this is what they've done. You're, you're misreading it in in comparing it to Corbin and Ziggler. What you should be comparing it to is Callisto and Sami Zayn because it's the same playbook that they've done. This was the same way Sami Zayn won to get into the Money in the Bank match. This is the same push that they had when Callisto was the U.S. champ and he was beating the League of Nations. It's the same thing. They always, it's the David Goliath. David never gets a strong win. He pulls out the roll-up win and it's like, oh my God, it's the biggest win of his career. And you're like, eh, not really. Yeah. Because we've seen it so much now. It's not that, it's not exciting to see the small guy get a fluke win. No, it's not. We want to see him get a strong win. We have Chris in the YouTube chat saying he was at the Sacramento Comic-Con yesterday uh, with the Big Show panel. Big Show was at the Comic-Con, apparently. And he had some interesting things to say about how unimportant wins are. And that's a growing sentiment within WWE and, you know, not only wrestlers, but agents and management. You, uh, If you somehow follow Road Dog on Twitter, he's an agent in WWE. And he is railing. He talks continuously about how wins don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter in WWE anymore. It's all about character. It's all about the television show. And what I'm, and what I'm asking and what th- fans are asking, like that's to me, that's super short-sighted wins should be part of the character. Wins should be part of the continuing dynamic of the show. Wins and losses may not matter, but at some point that means you're going to have less depth in the characters and then characters won't matter. Like that's next characters won't matter. And then what are you going to say? Characters don't wait, matter. Wait, most characters don't matter. Well, that, yeah, two now three, because two or three characters matter. The belts don't matter. Wins and losses don't matter. The only thing that matters is the brand right now, which is which it kills me that Big Show's saying this. Yeah, right but now. the only thing I, the WWE brand is all that matters right now, because for the last 10 years, we've devalued wins to mm-hmm. the point where they don't matter, as B- oh, Road yeah. Dog is saying. No, you, I agree. You think when Road Dog was winning tag team titles that he didn't think wins mattered, like he would just go out on Raw and lose every night and people would still care about them well look at who the champ is right now and tell me that wins and losses matter i know i know yeah well and and right now i mean the champion is dean ambrose and wins and losses don't matter as much to him because at some point you will have the exception you had it with brian danielson you had it uh you had it with cm punk really The, the crowd just kept getting way behind him way behind him because you have those weird situations of when losses actually do build momentum for a following of somebody because they want you to stop losing. Like they're like, we know these losses are backstage and behind the scenes stuff. And we want that to end. But a guy like Apollo Cruz doesn't have that. A guy like Dolph Ziggler doesn't have that. He's not going to get that groundswell of support because the fans don't care if he wins or loses. You only get that for a few certain guys. You're starting to see it in NXT with Ty Dillinger. I mean, Manny Andrade's debut was completely ruined because the fans Mm -hmm. wanted Ty Dillinger to do so Mm -hmm. well. And he didn't. Well, they had they had the Ziggler revolution already, and and what they were told was you're wrong. And we're gonna make him lose it's again. It's gonna be yeah. Well, he had a concussion, be, and so. that kind of put an end to that. Yeah, yeah. That's the other thing, kids. Don't get concussions in WWE because you will lose your championship after no thought. You will not be on TV when you have you know Sasha Banks right now is finding out a lot about that concussion. Not even her fault. She can't get back on TV. Mm-hmm. 
and she's ready to go. And it looks like now you got Becky Lynch and Natalia. We can talk about the women's tag team match. You got Becky Lynch and Natalia going up against Dana Brooke and Charlotte. This continued your streak of picking the right winners, by the way. Um, Dana Brooke and Charlotte win. No misgivings with Dana Brooke and Charlotte, really, as far as uh, one costing the other in full. And now everyone thinking that something might break with them. You have the breakup of Becky and Natalia after their love fest over the last couple of weeks. And that seems to be the program. There's one hot women's program right now. It's Becky Lynch and Natalia, if you can call that hot. What does the champion do? There's no one left unless you bring back Sasha Banks, unless you put Paige in there. Because guess what? Paige just beat Charlotte last week. You know what it made? You know what it made me realize? Possibly. One of the reasons they probably didn't bring Bailey up is they just gave Becky Lynch the Bailey storyline. Lose, 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 lose. Get beat up by everybody. Can't Get find friends. Get turned on by every partner you have. Oh. Yeah, that's the Bailey story. So now she, yeah. Well, because so, they're, what they're going to do is bring up Bailey as current Bailey and not understand why fans got behind her in the first place. Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to do. And Barry, uh, Barry in our chat room brings up an interesting or a, a good point, kind of in a very simple way going back to what we were talking about with storytelling with wins and losses. Mm. He says, how and why are more important than who and what? Yes. And that's absolutely true. No, that's absolutely. Did you say that? And I was just not listening. Well, not here, but I've said that before because that's actually one of my most, when I teach improv, that's my most important lesson that I teach people. Nobody gives a crap what or who or what you are right now or whatever. It's the how and the why it's your motivations. Yeah. Right. No, I, uh, thank you, Barry, please. No, I, I, I love that note and it's true. Did you guys, uh, did you guys catch that there? Jeff was, uh, hidden bragging about talk about teaching improv. He's well, so good really. at improv that he has to teach it to others. Well, no, I, I coached it yesterday. So give me a break here. Um, yeah, I don't know, and there were rumblings of maybe Nikki Bella coming back, but still, there were no rumblings of Nikki Bella. Really? There, there were no real rumblings of Nikki Bella. Okay, they're, they're, okay, then those were. Uh, there were no real were, rumblings of Nikki those Bella. Those were the u- usual suspects. Yes, then. there were no right. real rumblings of Miss okay. Nikki Bella. Um, but, but it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you, you've taken now a storyline from NXT and ported it up to the main roster, so you can't use that character. I'm, Charlotte, Charlotte, and who does Charlotte move on to now? Because you're just like, okay, are we going to bring back Sasha, who's languishing over on main Sasha, event? maybe Sasha and Paige, because you still got Dana Brooke hit, hanging around. What is she going to do? If we stop with this Paige stuff, please. Could we? It's Maybe. She, she's the Dean Ambrose of the women's division. Ooh. She needs to be rebuilt. Without somehow. using props, you say. Without using props, but she's, you know, she's... She comes out and she loses or she wins and then it doesn't matter. We, we've seen it. It's yeah. like, okay, great. Do something with her then. Because they made the, I think they're still mad that they made her that whole focal point that ended up into the Divas Revolution. And then they just forgot about her because she didn't live up to whatever it was remember, they were looking for. You remember how cool it was when Sasha Banks did her little like New Japan style return at Royal Rumble just to show up and challenge Charlotte? Like that yeah. program was over. I'm challenging you. And then mm-hmm. Becky Lynch got involved and it always it was a three-way and Sasha never got her one-on-one with Charlotte. And who knows if she will ever. But I can't help but thinking like I'm totally losing focus right now because I'm wondering, like I'm thinking YouTube channel, new show, Jeff teaches improv. No. I want to put it no. online. Why, you don't want people to see it? Oh, okay. You, that's right. 
The master never gives away his advice for free. It's not just that. It's it's improv's a live thing. I don't want to do it on improv YouTube. is a live thing. Improv is a live thing. You're right. I have never been to like a real uh, live like improv show. Mm. Like I've been to comedy shows, but I've never been to like a real like you know. There's an improv yep. troupe somewhere. No, go to Chicago. Go watch TJ yeah. and Dave. And I'm I'm close enough to Chicago where if I went there for a day, like I probably should go. Uh-huh. I like comedy. Who doesn't like comedy? All those people watching the pre-show tonight. That's who. But I can go. I can go one day. What else mm-hmm. we got on this pay-per-view you want to talk about, Jeffrey? What's next? Well, you didn't talk anything about the women. I did most of the talking. What did you think of it? Eh. It, it it wasn't what I suspected because you couldn't suspect that Natalia was going to turn on Becky. Like that literally was out of left field. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Becky is still, <laughs> someone wrote his Becky sting. I think I, I think I've mentioned that once or twice too. I, I just don't know. They're not building the Becky character at all out of all these beatings, supposedly. They're not doing anything really with Charlotte other than building up the Brooke tension. Natty, do I need to see another Natty match in my lifetime? Not really, not yeah. right now. We have, uh, I am met Ian on the chat room saying, if Rob oh. can't put over the undercard, no one can. And not, this undercard was just there. Like, I liked the tag team match until the, the finish took me out of it. And other than oh, that. Oh, I thought this, I thought this show was a show of two halves. I thought the first oh, half yeah. wasn't no, very the, good. And the second half was pretty darn good. Once so. AJ Styles and John Cena got in there. Because AJ oh, Styles, excellent. that's the last one we have. AJ Styles. And then I've, I've put on questions. Uh, we will, uh, I will say one little quick thing about Dominion just because there were some WWE ties uh, to that here at the end. But um, AJ Styles and John Cena lived up, I think, to the expectations I had for it. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, it was a fantastic match. And it was the first one. They did not end up doing what they did with Kevin Owens and John Cena, where Kevin Owens got a clean, pl- uh, clean pin, surprising everybody. AJ Styles did win this match. He went in as a heavy favorite. There was some weird betting line action for those websites that do actually take bets on WWE. Uh, AJ Styles was a super heavy favorite. So some people may have suspected that AJ was going to win somehow. Uh, but after all that talk about the contract, uh, I, I think we we discussed this a little bit on the preview show. AJ Styles just couldn't help but get help from the club to actually beat John Cena. But remember, he didn't ask for it either. Oh, yeah. He never asks for it. And he never says it's going to happen. Mm. He, it just happens. I didn't mind the end. I was a little disappointed by it, but I didn't mind it. I thought because no, the, the match story, was so good. The story was fantastic. The match was, was so good. Absolutely fantastic, especially those first few minutes where AJ's just saying, "Look, this is my ring. Yeah, I'm better than you. I'm I better than that you." That was such a that was such a compelling story. And he makes it I, he makes it work because so many yeah. times is it like I'm a better wrestler. CM Punk was kind of mm-hmm. this way. Like I'm, I'm just a better wrestler and it never works, yeah. but AJ Styles, it makes it work. Cause he has the most credibility out of anyone, which is crazy. He's only been there for a short time, but he does have super credibility. And, uh, you had this match really work. And then AJ Styles can say he beat John Cena. It's two money in the banks in a row where John Cena suffered a loss to a new era guy. AJ Styles, by the way, only 40 days younger than John Cena representing the new era. And you have now room for rematches. Maybe one, maybe multiple, especially if they end up on the same brand. Uh, so now after that finish, is it possible you see them going all the way to SummerSlam? I don't know if they pay this off at Battleground, but I think they might. Yeah. And, and again, we're in a lame duck status because both of them could go to different shows. 
Mm-hmm. Both of them could go somewhere else, and now you have a battleground. Like they, that could be if if John Cena goes to one show and AJ Styles goes to the other. It's like this is the last time, but it's also top guy on one brand, top guy on another brand. Yeah, for me, the two things. I loved the uh, the attitude adjustment into the calf crusher. Yeah. Oh boy, did I did I squeal with delight on that one. Um, and and, and that calf crusher spot was crazy because yeah. You know, we remember the talk when AJ Styles stopped using the Styles Clash and was getting over that calf crusher as his finisher for two months. This is why. This match was why he had to work so hard to get the calf crusher over so that it could be a realistic finish for when he has to try and top John Cena. Yeah, I like guys having more than one finisher. I, I do. I think that's a that's a nice little tool to have in there. Uh, the other thing is, I, I just remember, <laughs> speaking of New Japan, all the talk when when he was having those great matches, you know, with Tanahashi and Okada and Naito and, and in the G1. Oh, it's it's all because of Japan. the guy he's... Yep. Yeah, in New Japan. It's all the guys he's in the ring with. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles is still the same AJ Styles from TNA. He's good, but he's not transcendent. I strongly disagree. No, AJ Styles this, is proving. This, 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 he is still, to me, possibly number one on the list. It, in in voting for wrestler of the year after after the six months he's had in in the WWE, he's fantastic. And he and, yeah. and every performance, even even the matches with Chris Jericho that I didn't love, and I thought Chris Jericho and AJ Styles matches were kind of sloppy. They were still entertaining. They weren't bad. Yeah. I couldn't wait to like get that match off of my television. And I didn't blame AJ for that. I blamed Jericho for it. Yeah, not, not even getting into a blame game. It's like well, not they're not blame, great, but it's still good. No. It's still good. Um, as far as Dominion, we. They referenced the elite. The New Day referenced the elite on the show tonight. And the elite did not have a very good night as a group Mm. at New Japan Dominion. The Young Bucks won. The Young Bucks are the junior heavyweight tag team champions. But Kenny Omega, the flag bearer of the elite, lost his intercontinental championship to Michael Elgin, who was a backup for the injured Hiroshi Tanahashi. So now you uh, you have a lot of Ring of Honor connection, too. Uh, Overall, lot of, not not a good night for the Bullet Club, anyways, because Dem Boys, Dem, the IWG, Dem Boys. Oh yeah, yep. Former it's, former WWE was, wrestler Camacho losing his tag team title with his uh, with his uh, adopted brother. Yes, the Gorillas of Destiny. Gorillas of Destiny. So uh, as far as Dominion, I mean, Rich and Joe, uh, the guys at Voices of Wrestling, will talk a lot about uh, that this week on the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. We will. You can ask us our thoughts on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes or Jeff is at Crap Game Thirteen. Uh, if you want details on that, uh, this is this has been a fun Money in the Bank pay-per-view, basically carried by the final hour and a half. Yeah. The final two hours, if you will, with the, the overrun. I mean, God, they're longer overruns than Raw now. Longer overruns than Raw. It's craziness. Yeah, I'm, tired. And, I'm tired. And, and what I'm was tired. also crazy was the end, of that, the end of the Cleveland-Golden State game. Yeah. Translated perfectly to that Rusev Titus O'Neil match that didn't really matter. No, well, in a way, that's maybe that went into the thinking of having this uh, the, your main event run after the NBA championship game. I, th- I think so because no one's going to watch this right now, and we need people to know it about about it now instead of Tuesday because we mm-hmm. got a show on Monday that we need people to know who won the championship, and we need to create buzz. So let's get this NBA championship out of the way. Yeah, I'm sure that's going to be around the water cooler tomorrow morning. Yes, we did. I did watch Dominion throughout the day. 
not uh, not all in one setting, but throughout the day, I watch the matches. Because coming from the coming from the YouTube chat, I do want to. I appreciate everyone who joined our YouTube chat. If you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button. Tell your friends about our live shows. Uh, hopefully, the next one, I'll figure out what was going on with the internet tonight that disrupted our show twice. Um, mm. Hopefully, I've cleaned it up on the audio feed, the audio podcast. Thank you all for listening to on our audio feed on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, everywhere. Get all the info at Shake Them Ropes. Jeff, anything else that you want to tell the people about your uh, your weekend, your your money in the bank viewing experience, or your your uh, plans for your future self? <laughs> what kind of question is that? No, uh, send me questions. I'll talk about. It. I'm gonna watch. I'm watching Dominion tomorrow, so uh, we'll see how that goes. You're watching Dominion tomorrow. I am off to watch part four of the OJ Simpson Thirty for Thirty. I'm trying to get mm. through this thing. I gotta get through it now. But uh, for all those who joined us on the live stream, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And if I can actually find the stop streaming button, I will end this show, end this uh, misery of not having internet. Yes. Thanks, everybody. In the world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.